I was recently told about a comedian who shall remain nameless because I don't want to inadvertently advertise his work. Work, uh, but uh, I was told that he has a very funny skit about traffic lights and traffic and all this kind of thing. Grant. So I was looking it up, and I came across another skit that he did uh, about Protestants and Catholics, where he talks about the Eucharist. And while obviously, like I mean, I won't, I won't recount what he said. I think it's it's an interesting kind of snippet of what of the misconceptions that are out there and the misunderstandings that are out there and some of the problems that we have with how we understand the Eucharist, okay? So uh, he, was just, he was saying how when they were learning to receive Holy Communion, how uh, it's supposed to be, you know, this is supposed to be uh, the body of Jesus, so it's supposed to be meat, isn't it? And he said, well, I've eaten all sorts of meat in my life. I've eaten burgers, I've eaten chicken nuggets, I've eaten all sorts of rashers, sausages, and that doesn't, Holy Communion doesn't taste anything like any of the above. There's this kind of idea that, no, it's not supposed to taste like meat. Right? So it is Jesus, but Jesus is sacramentally present. So Jesus can give himself to us in a miraculous way. In a miraculous way. Not in the sense that every Holy Communion turns into a physical part of Jesus. Like some Holy Communion are, are, are skin, some are liver tissue. Like that's not the way it works. Each Holy Communion is entirely, entirely the Lord. It's entirely the Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But it, it, it's, a, it's a miraculous thing. It's a sacramental thing. It's not, it's not a kind of a, 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 a tangible, measurable reality, you know? And then the, 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 another issue that he had was just how, uh, if we really believed this, would we not show him more reverence? And that's a really interesting point. If we really believed that this was God, would we not show him more reverence? And I think that's, that's uh, I think it was actually Ian Paisley said something similar. He said that um, if I believed what Catholics believe, if I believe that was actually the body of Jesus, would we not all be going to Mass on our knees? And again, interesting point, interesting point. You're dead right. We actually should be, yeah. You know, this is like, if, if we could just see with eyes of faith, what we get to do, what we get to receive, who we get to receive at Mass. Just this absolutely stunning grace of, of receiving Holy Communion. And we can do so, as I say, so easily. What do we have to do? Just turn up, preferably with a, a, a soul in the state of grace, no, 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 no mortal sin. But that's all. We don't have to do anything complicated or you don't have to scale a mountain. You don't have to do a long Camino of, of, of 400, 500, 600,000 kilometers and then you can receive Holy Communion. No, just turn up at your local church. It's so easy. It's, it's so easy. It's maybe almost too easy. Maybe it would be better if it was a little harder. Maybe it would be better for us. Maybe we'd, we'd, maybe we'd, we'd, we'd treasure it a little more. I, was, I remember doing a parish mission in, in America and uh, he was saying, so how much are you going to charge? Uh, and I said, Asher, for this thing, we'll do it for free. He said, oh, Janie, no. Well, no, he didn't say, oh, Janie, no. That's very Irish. He said, he said no, not at all. He said, it, you have to charge for it. Otherwise, people think it's cheap. I thought, well, okay, I hate mixing priesthood and money. Can't stand it. But uh, he made an interesting point. If you make it free, 
like if, say, if you have something, like say for example, we had rosary beads that we brought back from Fatima or something, right? And we have like a thousand of them here and we give them out for free. While it sounds like a nice idea, what do you think would happen? When people would take six, seven, 20, some of them would end up in the glove compartment of the car, some would end up in the child's digestive system, more than likely. Uh, some will, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get tossed around the place. Whereas if they cost you a tenner each, oh, gee, take, care, take care of them now, they were expensive. Do you know what I mean? It's something kind of, if, if we get something too easily, it can, it can become quite easy for us to, to just disregard it. So my point isn't here that we should charge ye entry, although. Um, that's not my point. My point is we should keep in mind, we should keep in mind when we're going to Mass, that this has cost someone something. This has already cost the Lord his life. We get to receive Holy Communion because Jesus did that. That's how it works. So this, like the debt, ha someone has paid for this. It wasn't us, but it has been paid for. So when we come, like I think it's it's so important to have that kind of that almost like fear and trembling in, in in a positive sense, this sense of unworthiness, receiving Holy Communion because because you're right, we're not worthy, we're not. I think all of us uh, have an innate respect for, for those who are willing to risk their lives for love of, a, of another. You know, like when you think about soldiers or even firemen, you know, running into blazing buildings, swinging an axe like a minion uh, to save other people. We, I think we have, we, there's, an innate, we have, there's a respect that we have for people who will do that because you only have one life. This isn't a computer game. You've got one life. You lose it, it's gone. So, rescuing people or going down into a mine shaft or, or uh, I remember this the movie I saw years ago called Active Valor and there's a group of Navy SEALs they're going through a tunnel system in, in uh, Mexico and then an enemy drops a grenade into the small room where they were now a grenade in a small room is going to seriously hurt if not kill everyone in the room and one soldier just shouts grenade and jumps on it then you'll see his body kind of bounce as the grenade goes off. All the other soldiers are saved. There's something kind of, we, kind of, we look at that and we go, bless, that's, that's what an act of valor. What courage, like. What courage to give one's life for another. Uh, we see that when we know that to be, to be heroic. So there's, the, the, there are those kind of once-off big events where we can give our lives for another. They won't happen very often. They can only happen once because you've only got one life. Giving oneself daily for love of another. That's, I'm not sure if that's harder. It definitely requires more consistency. That's, that's marriage. That's uh, religious life, if we live it right. That's how the Lord lives when he says, like when he teaches us to pray and says, give us this day our daily bread. Daily. Daily. The Lord could, as such, do this uh, phenomenally powerful and timeless act on Calvary and then just kind of go to heaven and not leave us any way 2,000 years later of connecting with it. We'd know what happened back in history and it's contained in the Bible, but how would we kind of access that grace? You know what I mean? We just have to kind of pray and say, Jesus, you died 2,000 years ago on the cross. Bless me here today. 
But that's not what he does. He wants to give us our daily bread. And so he remains with us in the Eucharist. Not just a once-off event, but a once-off event that can be made present on a daily basis. It's, it's, it's genius. It's incredible. And this is the privilege that you and I have of receiving Holy Communion on a daily basis, or if we wish, or at least on, on a weekly basis. So we thank the Lord for the gift of the Holy Eucharist. We ask him to make us ever more reverent, ever more uh, humble in, in its reception. As we receive the Lord, may we do so into a humble and grateful heart. Amen.